Now stay tuned and listen to the show we taped on Sunday. peoples yeah yeah we're in the Al York sports show sorry for the technical difficulties it's taking us a little while to get this going but like I said man at the end of the day it is what it is man so enjoy the moment man before we get started let me introduce my boy my partner my secret weapon Noah Parker aka the crook and baller Talk to them, Noah. It was, it was really good. Oh, man, it's been a minute, man. I mean, noon, we up here still, we, we, we yeah, still Yeah, I know, I know they matter. mad at us, we man. Yo, we, man, we trying, man. You know, last minute shit, no excuses. We ready I, to I pop do this. I know, we, we ready to anyway. Yeah, we pop ready, man. We ready. We short on, on the panel, all that. It don't matter. We going to rock out. Enjoy the show, man. Uh, let's get right to it, Noah, because they've been waiting, man. We going to start with the NFL Kareem Hunt just signed a one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Now, this is a controversy pickup for the Browns. Uh, you know, Kareem just got caught, you know what I mean, on that domestic joint. They caught him on camera at Cleveland over a year ago. The Chiefs actually gave him the benefit of the doubt because they heard of the situation. So that's why they let him ball out. But once that thing went on air, once they got aired out that video... They immediately released them. I had to. Though. Yeah. Now I come to you and I go, "Do you like this pickup and why? And do you think it's like a violation to the beautiful woman in the United States and the whole world?" Period. Not at all. I don't think it's a violation at all. At all. Because of uh, it's happened many times. Right. It's, 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 this has been going on. Ruben Foster. I mean, players that have just you know time after time have done stuff like Hardy. With the Cowboys, I mean, he got picked about up. about Ray Ray? I mean, he never got picked up, though. <laughs> Nobody picked him up after that, Ray Rice. Because look at his age, though. He was already a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he's already been in one before. But then you got to remember, he's a kind of a, a, a running back that wasn't, like, built. He wasn't, like, Adrian Peterson type body. He was just, you know, he was small. He made, you know, he made it with his, with his compact body. But once that came out, a lot of owners and, you know, managers just like, nah, you know, I don't really want to get involved with that. So I can see why he didn't get picked up, especially because he was kind of at the end of his career age-wise. Right, right. One thing about Ray Ray, though, he had a great character before that took place. Right, right. I mean, his uh, his track record was amazing. It looked good. But he kind of damaged it, just like a boxer that wins 11 rounds and then he get knocked out on the 12th. Right. You know, you lose the fight. So he... he but age had a lot to do with it, with right, how old right. he was. I mean, he's, his best years are probably behind him. Kareem Hunt, his best years are still ahead of him. He's yeah, got man. a lot of potential. So I didn't think it was going to be the Browns, but I knew somebody, if not two or three teams, were going to go after him. Right, right, right. So let me ask you something. Uh, he's on the exempt list. So what do you think he's going to get? Four games, six games, eight games? It seemed like four has been the norm. Right, right. And, uh, you know... I, I'm pretty sure Roger Goodell always wants to make a statement when stuff like this happens. So I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll make sure everybody knows 
I'm making it four games, or I'm making it six games. Because of this incident, he'll bring it up again. He'll make sure everybody hear about it, just so it doesn't happen again. But it's, it will because, you know, we are men, we all men, we're all human, we all make mistakes. And it's going to happen, but he's going to try to put the hammer down a little bit. I'll say no more than six games, but, but realistically, it'll probably be four games. I'll say six because it looked real ugly. Right, it didn't look it Ray Rice ugly, ugly, but it looked ugly. No, it wasn't Ray Rice ugly, but it was ugly, bro. Now, but look at Joe Mixon, though. His was real ugly. Oh, my and gosh. He, and he out there, oh, and he, yeah. didn't, he didn't lose no games because it happened while he was in college. Right, right. His was, was real ugly. Yeah, he caught and, the knockout and, and on the Don't short. nobody even know. What, everybody talks about Mixon. It's about what he's putting up on the field now. Right. You know, the stuff gets swept under the rug, and at the end of the day, every, you know, he made a mistake, and, you know, he did his time for a little bit of Oklahoma, and, now he's back on the field playing. I think the same thing will happen. I think it'll be four, but we'll see. You know, we never know with Roger Goodell. Right now, from a football point of view, Baker Mayfield, Landry, Nick Chubb, you tank, you put Kareem Hunt in that offense, my man, they're going to be a problem out there. That dual back, Mayfield in the second year, but like you said, he might even have a little problem in his second year. Sophomore slump. Yeah, yeah, sophomore slump. But um, I don't know, man. I I don't agree with the with the pickup because I just feel it's too early. I felt Cleveland showed their hand too early. They just thinking football instead of thinking of the situation. That's the only that's the only doubt I got on this pickup. But as far as him being a a, a dynamic player, Kareem Hunt is that dude, bro. And I think he caused the KC Chiefs. A Super Bowl appearance because if he was in that lineup, they they beat New England that day. You, I, I mean, I'm I'm being honest with you. New England don't get out alive against with Kareem Hunt on that field at Arrowhead. Okay, let's go to uh, subject number two. We're gonna move to the uh, NBA real fast. James Harden, 31 games with 30 or more points. Now. People might go, yo, he gunning and this, they all that. Of course he's going to get all these points. Why wouldn't he? My man, they've been double-teaming him like every game, bro. He's putting up these points. He's scoring. They've been 22-9, and nine too, with this with this scoring thing he's been doing. They're 22-9, which means that he's scoring, but they winning also. And he also got 22 games with 40-plus points. Yo, take. I mean, it kind of stems to, at the end of the day, He's playing under Mike D'Antoni. Right. So, and he's the kind of the orchestrator of all this. Now, Mike D'Antoni, he done did it with Phoenix. He done showed he's had that kind of the mindset of just offense. Defense don't really matter. That's why Harden was a perfect fit for him. And when he switched over to point guard a couple years ago, people were like, whoa, whoa, this guy's a shooting guard. You're going to make him a point guard. He, who's he going to pass to? He don't, he, that's not even in his, his – his, he, got, he got that in his skill set in the last few years. He's, you know, last year he saw Trevor Rees in the corner all day. Right now, now it's PJ Tucker that he just switched roles. Different players he's throwing in there: Gerald Green, Gerald Green, Eric Gordon. Yeah. I mean, he he know when that double team come that hey, there's gonna be a wide open guy. If it's Capella down low, if it's somebody to the left or right end, Chris Paul, it's whatever. So it's the perfect offense from the striving. Now, you know he's not. Can a, they win the chip? They can. They, I mean, they could have won it last year if Chris Paul don't get hurt. I can see them getting to the finals if Paul don't get hurt in Game Six, Seven, Seven. They had Golden State on the ropes. They did. They, they definitely did. They had them, you know, damn near knocked down. It was just, you know, two seventeen point leads, right? They couldn't yeah, they couldn't, they they couldn't, couldn't close. Couldn't close. So they can They've been there. You know, they did lose uh, Mama Mute and Trevor Reza, but they still picked up some good weapons uh, this year. They're trying to go all offensive minded, and they're just gonna have to just outscore them. But uh, I like though how he is being more aggressive this year, and he's really putting it on. He's he's 
putting it in his hands, saying, hey, if everything run through me, y'all got to stop me first before I throw it. Because at the end of the day, I think some of these coaches are saying, let, let James get his, but don't let the, everybody else beat you. So he's letting them, you know, letting them know, I'm going to drop 30, 40 on you. You're just going to not double team me. Yo, he's so wet, though, man. Right, he's been that way since Arizona State. I mean, that four, just, that four drop, that, that yeah. four-step drop, I mean, they had yeah, step I back. see something the other day where, like, a referee was saying why he wasn't calling it walk. Because when we see him take that extra step, the referee kind of had a video right. that he, he didn't have possession of the ball right. yet. Gathering it, right. There you go. So I didn't know that that wasn't steps. And I've been watching ball all my <laughs> life, and I even played ball. But when he broke it down, now I know why they're not calling that steps. But let me bring something about James Harden, a.k.a. the bearded one. I might be getting out of line a little bit, but I watch basketball enough to know all these guys – who can score the rock. James Harden can score from anywhere on the floor, bro. And now they're making him go right. Scotty Pippen said something. He don't know why they take, they don't, they don't take his left away. My man, he's going right on them, and all he's doing is pulling up, tear-dropping them, or alley up to uh, Gerald Green and Capella when Capella's healthy. There's really no way to stop this dude, bro. So I'm going to ask you, where do you rank him as far as top scorers? Not statistically, but like, where do you rank him at as far as the guy that can get the ball in the basket and create and get fouled, make his foul shots? Like his offensive weapon, like how do, where do you rank him? I got him, you might think I'm crazy. I got him like top five, top six offensively. No, in general. All time. In general. Now, I know statistically, I'm, people might think I'm crazy. I'm not saying statistically. I'm saying this guy got that Kobe move locked down where if you reach in, he locks you up, and he shoots a three with your arm in between his oh, yeah. arm. He mended that, bro. Yeah, he's got the, the fadeaway joint. He can go to the hole with the left, you know, with the best of them. You've seen him. Now I ask you, where do you rank this bro? at, this dude at man? Well, I'm, I'm, I can't give you a number where I rank him, but I'll compare him to another player. Um, I, mean, I mean, when Carmelo Anthony was Denver, he was a right-handed version. I mean, he, he gave you that triple threat position when he up top and you, and you guard him. He, he jab right, pull up. It's kind of like Harden's a little bit. And he drove right. to the rack, he was driving to the rack, he's getting fouled, whatever. This is when Carmelo was at his, his top game. Yeah, you got to say that because people see Carmelo now, 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 they yeah, think he's crazy now. right I'm now. talking about Denver into New York type. Right, 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 right. I mean, he was hard to hold. In the post, you had him. I mean, you had to double team him kind of because he was that good. But... Right now, I still think if you go on, I wouldn't even say he's a top player in the game. I'll say, say Harden's more explosive. He is very explosive because he because he, he can go to the hole and, and give he, up yeah, the he, rock, unlike Melo. Yeah, that's that's because he's in a different kind of offense. Right, Melo's only ran with different kind of coaches. He ain't never had that. If you gave him a spread out offense, I mean, it might work if he had shooters around him. That's the problem. He didn't have no shooters around him, especially. I just don't like the way he gave the ball up. No, yeah, I just not, never thought he was nice for giving the ball up. You know what I'm saying? But that's a good comparison as far as the scoring. Just at the top of his game. Yes, yeah. yes. ISO. Scoring aspect. ISO. I mean, it's hard to stop him. KD's ISO is tough because of his height. But Harden's ISO is tough because the way he moves, he slow it down. He gives him the Euro step. You know. Damn, that Euro step. I forgot about that he, shit. He got, he got all that. I mean, he can finish with the left or the right hand. Obviously, more strong with the left. So even when he goes right, though, he finding a way to go back left, either with the Euro or reversing or just slowing down the tempo. You see a lot of times he's slow and cock his head back to get that contact, and it works out all the time for him. Yo, my man. Now, let me ask you something. Do you think they blowing that whistle quick for him? 
Oh, you think he's getting the respect? He getting the star? He's getting the star power. Yeah, because I've seen a couple MVP. games where they wasn't giving him no love. No, he's still getting it. It's right, just, right, right, right. He's still building that, right? Right, and then with him and Chris Paul, it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting seeing how they compete in the West this year. Okay, you got them getting to the conference finals. I don't. I would. The loss of Ariza was big. Right, Mamute. Yeah, yeah, Mamute is also Capella, huge. Capella comes back and he makes a big difference, and Paul stay healthy. I can see him making a run. Right, right. Okay, okay. James Harden, salute to James Harden in H-Town. Now we're going to my boy right here. We're going to my boy, the knucklehead, man. I love this dude, man. I just don't see him winning the championship either, man. My man, Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's got 11 straight triple doubles, which is a record. Oh, let me go back to James Harden. I'm sorry. I'm going back to James Harden. He's at 31. He's chasing Will Chamberlain. Who had 25, 31, and then 65 straight 30-point games. Do you think he's going to break that? I don't think so. I got to put that out there. That's what I'm saying. I got to put that. And you know, the 30-point, he needed a couple games where he got it within the last minute. Oh, I remember. I've seen him. Now, man, we talking about Wilt, though. Wilt was a man among the boys. That's what I'm saying. And not only that, he's not going to catch that. Not to take down away from Wilt, but they wasn't calling three seconds. No, it was a different game. So he lived in the middle. Okay, but back to Russell Westbrook. 11 straight triple doubles. Very impressive, man. I love this dude because right now he's actually having his worst shooting percentage, his worst foul shot percentage. But this is what I mean about a great player. When they lack in certain areas... They make it up in other areas. And right now, he's figuring out that poor George is that dude. And he's feeding the shit out of poor George. Now, same question here. Do OKC have enough to get to the conference finals? Now, they got a way better record than Houston because of Capella being injured. And bad start. Yeah, yeah, Paul bad being injured, bad start. But these guys actually started 0-4, OKC. Then they turned it up after that. Let's talk about West, let's, let's talk about the record first, and then we're going to go to OKC. What do you think of the record? Okay, I'm, I'm going to kind of disagree with you on the record a little bit. Okay. And I'm going I'm to show you I'm going to show you a different perspective. Okay, good. Like, you said, you, like you said, he's not shooting well at all. Three-point percentage has been probably 20% around there. Everything's been it's horrible. So what he's doing <coughs> is he what he always has had since he's been at UCLA was he hustle. He don't ever take a playoff. You always see that. And I love that about a player. You know, he don't, Animal. He don't ever stop. He's a beast down there. And nothing wrong with that. But he's masking the fact that he can't shoot any anymore as much as he you know as good as he was at shooting. Oh, you seen him breaking shit? Oh, he's he's masking all that with these triple doubles, which which isn't which isn't bad. It's people still look at triple doubles like it's a big stat, like it's this and that. But it's all about W's at the end of the day. Right. And for me, I love triple doubles too. It's hard to get, you know. Is it overrated to you? That's what I'm getting. To. It's kind of like the cycle in baseball. I mean, would you rather have a cycle or would you rather have four home runs? Obviously, you want to have the run. I mean, people stop at second base sometimes when they can get that triple just to have the cycle. Right, right, right. The cycle is, you know, it's a stat that's, whoa, you know, wow, he did this. But at the end of the day, you look at the cycle, he went four for four, right? I'd rather him go four for four with, you know, three triples in a home run. Gotcha. I mean, it's it's, it's just something that's a spectacle of a thing. But what makes the cycle so difficult is that you got to get... One of each. Right, right, right. And that's what it's I'm saying. Not like it's not like a lot of, a lot of his rebounds, though, are kind of, you know, flimsy. He just, he just. Bullshit, right? Yeah, he just getting them at the It's almost like the team give him the rebound. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, he, he throwing passes like, all right, you know, we got to get these in. That's what I mean by it's not a stat that's, I'm like, wow. Like, man, 11 triple. I mean, crazy. I mean, it's, it's I mean, Nate, Nate Tiny Archibald used to get them, you know, 
there's been players that have gotten these in their career. Oscar Robinson, you know, that's great. Average of triple-double is great. You know, I'm not taking anything from him. But at the same time, I'm not going to say this is, this is a crazy, you know, amazing stat because he got 11. Because a lot of them are just to mask the fact that he can't shoot no more. And he's got to give the ball and say, I'm not the alpha no more to Paul George. Right, I mean, right. And it's working. It's great because they're winning games, and Paul George is the man right now. So he's doing that. He has to do that anyway. Because he, you know, his shot is just not what it was. He got to get in the gym and get it back because yeah, I mean, something, if, if something went wrong. It, they're bad, not going man. nowhere. I mean, his MVP year, he was putting up crazy numbers and getting points. He was averaging 28, 30 points a game. Now he's averaging 20 points a game, and it's just not the same Westbrook. But like I said, he's always going to be that beast that's trying to get every board and every and every uh, assist. But like I said, it's not. I don't like when I think that. he's monitoring the triple double. That's what I'm talking about. That's, yeah, I don't that's like why that. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't. And I know you've been peeking. I see a real aficionado. We right. we watch it like that. that. I mean, I see. I play ball. You know, I see that. Yeah, yeah. I've been that Let guy. it just I, happen. Get your I, triple double yeah. regularly. I've been that guy. I've been on the court for where I need a triple double, and I don't even care about scoring. No more. I'm not even care about the win no more. I don't care. I got to get that one more assist. You know, yeah, so yeah. You score for me, man. You don't even care about the W no more. And that's what. At the end of the day, it's all about the W. As long as they win, it's fine. Which they're doing a little bit with Paul George, carrying team. But then they it it, it can't just be about Russell Wilson's triple double uh, Russell Westbrook's Westbrook. uh, triple doubles. Yeah, like I said, you know it's a horrible luck when you see he needs two rebounds and everybody's clamoring for him to get right. the rebound. That's the only knock I it's got gimm- on. It's a little bit gimmicky. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and I think he's just too good for that shit. You know, what I'm saying I don't even think he need to do that. You know what I mean? No. But great point on that. Now I'm asking another question before uh, we go to break. We go on a break real fast. Can he win a championship? With his style of play, he can't. If you get him, get him on the right roster, he can. When Golden State break 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 down, I mean, they can make a run this year, really. If they just, if Paul George is going on this tear and, and Westbrook can fix his shot, they got a good enough roster. With Stephen Adams, one of the most underrated centers in the game, I like Adams. Terrence Ferguson's hitting the three on the, yeah. in the corner. I mean, they they can make a run. They just got to get hot. So, I, what's the I, young boy from Atlanta again with the hair? The um, Diallo or. Uh, which one? The young boy from Atlanta. They picked the point guard, the backup point guard. Oh, uh, Schroeder. There you go, Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's. I like he's Schroeder off well the bench. Too. He's solid, man. Right, he's solid. Uh, Very solid. Up. I mean, they got enough weapons. It's just you know they got a championship pedigree head coach. It's just can they put it together? And if it's not this year, then next year's going to be the year because I think Golden State declines after this year when they lose Clay Thompson or Durant. Or, I mean, and DeMarcus Cousins. So we'll see what they happens. They might lose a couple. Yeah, right. They could get real ugly real fast. <clears throat> so the West going to open up for Westbrook. The West yes. is going to open up. And I know he ain't trying to leave uh, Oklahoma City, so we're going to keep on trying to recruit, get bodies here and there. And he'll make he, a run. He got, he got Paul George to oh, stay yeah. there, so yeah. that was huge. So I can for. see him getting other numbers in there, too. Right, right, right. Okay, guys, we got some bills to pay. We're going to be right back. Noah Parker, Al York Sports. We'll be right back. Welcome back, peoples. Welcome back. Uh, Noah Parker, real fast. Uh, I got to bring up that Dale Debs got five out of Pelicans. He want to play games on that fake tray. He want to hurt the whole organization over there in L.A. Got people flipping on each other. And basically, he kind of corrupted that whole L.A. squad. And now he got fired. You'll take on that real fast. I think they did that on purpose, though. No, that's what I'm saying. Right, right, right. But now he's paying for it, though. Yeah, but, I mean, I think the writing was on the wall for him. How many years did he have Anthony Davis in New Orleans? He had, he had multiple chances to build that team up and give him a, you know, give him a Robin to his Batman, per se. 
and and make it a you know make them a competitor in the West. But it never never happened, never came to fruition. And you know I think Davis probably out the door after this year. And I I don't, don't want to say that the Pelicans franchise is just gonna you know vanish. You know I heard there's rumors that they come come to Vegas, they could go to Seattle and. You know, they might be out of New Orleans. So at all, after all wow. this happened, this could, I mean, it could really just start from that point and just end it. So I think they had to let them go. And uh, if they don't get something going real quick, they could be out of New Orleans. Well, I got to support what you said the, uh, on the other show. I read something up where Davis now is kind of willing to go to Boston. Now, I didn't hear that the last time. I know you told me you did, but I didn't hear that. But... I recently read something up, and it was fresh because I made sure I read the date and all that. And he's uh, willing to hear some offers from Boston, so whatever that means. But I still think he's LA bound, etc. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Holly Hot Wheels, by the way. Um, yeah. So um, let's go to the um, let's go to college football going into the NFL. This is something I know you're gonna like. Kyler Murray just agreed. To, uh, to go in the NFL draft after he took $1.3 million from the Oakland A's and he surrendered $3.2. I guess he, I guess his blood was to play football because I've, I've seen him in that baseball uniform and he ain't look right to me, man. I'm not saying he couldn't play the game, but he just didn't look right to me, man. That's like me with a police, with a police uniform on. Like, it just, it wouldn't look right. And he ain't look right. But I want to hear your take on his on his decision. It's a gamble. I'm gonna say I'm gonna just put it that way. It's a gamble because he, I'm not. You know, I don't want to say he little little before a quarterback. One bad hit. You know, I don't care about these rules protecting quarterbacks or not, but it could be over for him. I mean, to turn down a lucrative long career in baseball, which possibly could happen because he he had the talent and remember he was going to be a leadoff guy, speed right. center field. I mean, when you have that kind of talent, you're looking at a career that's like Kenny Lofton, like 8 to 15 years, whatever, Deion Sanders type. So it's, it's, you know, it's tough to turn down that. I mean, I was hoping he'd try to do both sports, but I already know that's taxing too. But we're going to see where he ends up in the draft because I, I know for sure that Cl- Cliff Kingsbury said he was going to take a Kyler Murray type number one. You know, right. And, and that was, you know, for him to say that might have influenced Kyler to say. I'm gonna, Let the I'm viewers gonna, know where he's from. Who, uh, Kyler? No, no, the coach you just mentioned. Oh, he, he, uh... Arizona. Yeah, right, he, he, he's in, yeah, that's, they got the number one pick. Yes. Now, it didn't really work out with Josh Rosen. I'm not going to say it's over yet, because everybody thought it was over with Jared Goff. I was about to say that. And, you know, people are already putting down Rosen, but I think they're trying to make a move now, because, remember, Arizona was in the limelight about three years ago. They was in the playoff position, they was, you know, doing big things, and now they fell off the map. So I think totally, they're going to try to make they're going to try to make a move real quick, and they might do it. And that might have been the the one thing that brought Kyler Murray into saying, you know, what, I'm going to play football. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you one thing: if you Arizona, I mean, we're going to keep it at Kyler Murray. You got so many holes on that team. You just picked up a quarterback. If you go back to a quarterback, you're actually. In you actually you subtracting from from building. You understand what I'm saying? You're doing what the Browns do every year. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I guess you gotta ride this, you know, Rosen out, and hope like the you know Jared Goff situation appears also over there because he could throw the ball. I mean, the guy never had no time. And let's keep it on it, man. It's true. They got a decent running back in Johnson. You know, they got my old boy over there. You know what I mean, Fitzgerald. I mean, I think they should trade him. You know, let him go to somewhere like. 
you know, maybe, you know, a team that could win now. Right. Not a rebuilding team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't think you go Murray. I think you got to get maybe a, a, a great defensive lineman or offensive lineman. And just give Rosen another chance then? Yes, you got to build around Rosen. You you made your bed with him. <laughs> and he only, what, he had one year basically? Yeah, he had yeah, one Yeah, they year. threw him out there in a the fire. Like I said, like we both said, golf looked, I think, worse than him. Oh, he did. You did. A lot of these teams do that, though. They put, the, you know, like you said, they should make their bed with it, like the Broncos. Yeah. They passed the Lynch they drafted, didn't even use them. They trade oh, for, they, they, they trade for uh, Case Keenum. You see how much money they signed, they gave Case Keenum. And now it comes out the other day that they signed Joe Flacco? And, and I mean, so what was the point of getting paying all this money to Keenum? What was the point of in drafting Paxton Lynch? It didn't work out. No, that's just I mean, what happened. It just it, didn't work so, out. But like you said, they made their bed. But John Elway, he ain't trying to make no beds. He just want to go right after Peyton Manning every time. You know, like right, said, right, right. So some franchises go different, I guess. But it's a gamble if they see. But that was free agency and, and right. via trades. But you unlike the gave draft, up a lot of money though. Right, right, they, right. And right, they right. did draft a quarterback a couple years ago in Paxton Lynch. Oh, Paxton Lynch is garbage, and, and he's terrible. It didn't work out. I think he's worse than Oswald. I didn't even thought I would say that. Oswald, <laughs> yeah, he's worse than Brock, man. <laughs> right. So I mean, Elway's made a lot of bad decisions quarterback wise since the Peyton Manning signing. Um, so. I, th- I thought I thought Elway needed to get Nick Foles. I thought that was a perfect fit, but. I think the Eagles are franchising him, so that's why now. No, right, right. Yeah, he had to go get who he had to go get, you know what I mean, which was Joe Flacco, you know what I'm saying? And I kind of like Flacco on that team. And uh, by the way, they just released the Marius Thomas. Do you see any type of possible he get back with Denver? That could happen. I mean, he, he had, his best, he just had, released he had his best years there. But I would like to see him go back with Emmanuel Samuel over there, especially with Flacco throwing that right. rock, man. Flacco's a shell of himself now, but is is um. Is Demarius Thomas damaged goods now? Or you don't you don't know. That's right, the right, so right, that's right, the right. That. He might never play again, um, if, if not for Denver, then anywhere else. Because I mean, he had his run. He had a couple good years, playoff runs, and everything. But at the end of the day, you still a wide receiver that's in your late, you know, twenties and early thirties coming up. So don't you know? You, a lot of these times, these owners, general managers, they go for the younger talent, especially in the wide receivers. So it might be done for him, but I would like to see him go back there. Just y'all like to see him go back, maybe take a pay cut, and he knows he's not number one no more. Right, right. He going with that mindset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they got the, the young kid Sutton over there also. Mm-hmm. So it won't be bad just to add Demaris, and he just got to go over there knowing he's not that dude no more. But back to Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray gets picked up one through ten, he's going to get a guaranteed fifteen or ten million dollar contract. Rookie contract. So what I'm saying, he's going to offset that 3.2. Oh, easily. Yeah, he surrendered, and he already paid back the 1.3 they already paid him. He gave that right back. He, like, they put it on his bank account, and he shifted it right back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I love the move by Kyler Murray. He is real small, though, man. I mean, this guy got all the attributes to be a great quarterback, but I'm talking about he might be the smallest quarterback i ever seen. I mean, is he, if he, is he smaller Charlie than Doug Flutie? <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Or Brian Sight? Charlie Ward? <laughs> yeah, but Charlie really oh, yeah, didn't right, play right, in the right, league. Right, but, right, you know, right. Flutie played in the league and Brian Sight. Right. right, right, right. But what I'm saying is he's got all the attributes. He's got the gun. He, he can run. He's smart. He knows the game. As you've seen against the Crimson Tide, he moved the rock. I actually picked him over 350 yards, and he clipped that. Or what was it, uh, 325 yards, something like that? He clipped it. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's, that's, that's saying a lot because Bama is usually compared to like a, a, a NFL kind of defense, right. even though that's not that accurate. But you know what I'm saying? It's the closest it's thing to the NFL. 
But let me ask you something. Do you think he deserved to win the Heisman Trophy? Honestly, the way Tua was having that year. If Tua plays the whole game every time. Remember, Alabama was blowing teams out and just sitting in the yeah. half. So I they kinda, were bigger than Jalen Hurts. kind of like a smokescreen Heisman to me. I mean, he deserved it. But at the same time, if Tua plays on another team or if he just plays more games or just finishes games, I don't think there was anything that could stop Tua from winning because he was putting up buku numbers. I mean, right, right. He was destroying the competition. And then he would just come out second half and then putting Jalen Hurts in there. That's, so that was that the was, issue. Right. So, that I mean, that kind of counterfeited what he was doing. So, I mean, he deserved the Heisman Trophy a little bit, but that definitely boosted his resume up right. to where now NFL teams are really looking at him. You know, like So, I think it was hard. After all that being said, a chance to get 15 guaranteed. You know, being a top ten pick and the Cliff Kingsbury quote, all that, I think he had to financially make the right move by going football. And maybe if it don't work, he could try to you know jump in baseball. They probably still, still. I mean, when God loves. I think he loves football. Right. I think his passion. But he's is still football. good enough to where he can go back. I think and play baseball. When you just fast and you got speed in baseball, it's hard. You can't teach speed in baseball. I mean, Very you can do bases like that, and you know you got the, the Dyson type speed um, that played on the Royals, and you got just enough to just get the first base that quick. And, you, I mean, you got wheels. You can play any center field in the major league. So I think he knows that's, that could be on the back burner if, if all else, you know, fails. That could be plan B, plan C down the road. But, but, though, but right think now, about it. Think about it. He'll make more noise oh, in football. I mean, I, football mean, I mean, it used to be. Baseball was the national pastime. Yeah, I love, I love baseball, but. Football's the number one in America. Yeah, right? man. You know what I'm saying? And, and he ain't going to get the love he got in football, bro. Of course. And right now. My prediction team that picks him up is going to be the Miami Dolphins because Tannehill, you know, Tannehill was a toss-up, man. You know, they paid him that money, whatever. He's a toss-up, man. And then they got Brock backing up over there. So I think that'd be a perfect fit for Kyler Murray. Now, a lot of people might say Giants, but I think the Giants are focusing on, um, what is it, Haskins, the, the young boy from Ohio Haskins, State? Haskins, yeah, Haskins. So... I mean, I don't know why, because he kind of reminded me of the, uh, what, what, the, remember the big boy that won the um, the bowl game against Bama? Are you talking uh, about uh, What was it, Shotgun 45 or something? Right, right. Um, Call something, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, all them big guys don't pan out. The LSU big guy didn't pan out. The guy that was drinking that purple water, man. Oh, man, he's the worst. Yeah, you know what I mean, Demarcus Russell. I mean, I just don't think, the only real big guy that kind of worked out was Dante Culpepper, man. That was really like looking like a linebacker quarterback type. You know what I'm saying? Because even Tebow didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I mean, so, um, that yeah. Big, that position is <laughs> tough to make it work. Okay, so Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I kinda, he's kind of big, too. I mean, yeah, but Cam got, you know, he got finesse. He throws the ball beautifully. You know, these guys are like, they just, they just like too big for me. Like, they just too big for the, for the position. You know what I'm saying? Cam Cam got skill. The only thing with Cam, though, you know, I doubt his effort week to week, but that's the problem. Beside that, Cam, you know, Cam's a ball player, man. Okay, now real fast, um, Antonio Brown. I'm just gonna throw that name in the air. Let the viewers know what he's trying to do in Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't like the route he's taking. I think Pittsburgh was really loyal to him, man, and this guy's just basically shitting on him and Big Ben. Big Ben's constantly talking good about him and I felt like he was talking good about him, hoping that, you know, he'll change his mind and stay. But Antonio Brown made his mind up, man. He's like, he wants out of Pittsburgh. I want your take on that situation. A.B., A.B., all right. Before I go into him, I'm going to talk about real quick why with him, not to say just, you know, messing up the Steelers, 
The Ravens kind of starting over with, with their quarterback. The Bengals, they always in disarray. Now they got rid of Marvin, Marvin uh, Lewis. Lewis, finally. That's why I think the Browns said, you know, let's make a move here. We can win this division. And that was one of the reasons why they gambled the cream hunting. I'm going to go back to A.B. So just forget about right. the ladies, right? Right. right. So, wow. I think that, they, you know, they, they see what the Bengals do. Bengals sign criminal after criminal. So they, like, right, right, they right. do it all the time. They, Cowboys, too. And they right up north from us. You know, well, Cowboys all, do it right. all the time. So now I'm going to go to A.B. <laughs> Now, with his situation, I'm going I'm to I'm talk about it this way. He's not no first-round draft pick, A.B. He, didn't, he wasn't hyped up. You know, he wasn't this guy that was everybody, you know, been talking about him. He's, he was a six-round draft pick, six rounds. So he's always had a chip on his shoulder. He's always had that, hey, you know, if, if y'all, ain't, y'all ain't for me, you're against me. So I think he's always had that mentality to where, you know, you know if, if you ain't on my team no more, that's it. Even if you are on my team, like he was looking at Rothsberger. He was already talking about, hey, this guy, Rothsberger, got a couple years left. I'm still in my prime. So I see that's why he went that route, got that chip on his shoulder, and I think that's why it's going that way. And I, I, I hope that Rooney, because, I mean, he was he could be a franchise guy that you put, you put in his jersey up in, in 20 years. I mean, Yo, he's A.B. Good. is nice, he's man. That good. That's what I'm Yo, saying. A.B. is so nice. If he keep burning bridges, why would he, why would he, he want out? out? Why would he want out with Big Bang throwing that rock chomp? His numbers is crazy with Big Bang. I think he just see what, what was going on with Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell and... You know, you don't see the organization going in that direction. He's he's seen them going in. Man, we arguing about money. We doing this and that. Man, I'm out of this. You so know? you feel he feel unappreciated? Kind of. I mean, and like I said, he's always gonna have that chip on his shoulder just because of where he came from. He wasn't no high profile name. He turned himself into who he is now, and now it's just, hey, I'm gonna get mine now. If you ain't gonna, hey, I'm gonna eat either way. So so now you become a selfish. Without you, yeah. So I'm he already a, mentioned the 49ers. So I right. mean, what Garoppolo's gonna hey, get him gonna, the ball like that? Yeah, he gonna either way he gonna eat. That's what he's seen. Right, 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 so right. That's my that's my take on well, it. Well, I feel bad for the Steeler fans. You know, they losing basically all star after every all star every year. You know, you lost um, Martavius Bryant. Bryant, right. Then you lose Le'Veon Bell. Blunt is like uh, you can make up a blunt. But losing A.B. is huge for them. Now, they still got Juju Smith. I like Jesse James at, at tight end with Vance McDonald at tight end. So, Big weapons. Ben still got weapons. You know, they got Eli up, Manny, uh, Eli Rogers, and uh, Switzer, who are basically, you know, third go-to guys, fourth go-to guys. So, they still got weapons. And Haywood Bay, what's up with that guy? He's been in that roster. What, do you have one catch last year? I mean, this guy every year is... Manages to stay on the Steelers, but don't do shit, don't but do be on the injury list. <laughs> but uh, they definitely, they, uh, they weapons are, are, are definitely, they fell off. But they still got weapons, though. So y'all Pittsburgh fans, Felix Giacchino, man, I feel bad for y'all, man. I think I number one thing, one more point with them is Mike Tomlin. I think, I don't want to say he got to go, but he might have to go. And that might be one of the reasons <laughs> that, that uh, AB is ready to go. Tell the viewers why. Spending them wide. I mean, Tomlin, year after year since, I mean, he won a couple, I mean, Super Bowls, <clears> he got the ring, but his in-game decisions sometimes is just, that's a great point. For a head coach, it's horrible. It's mind-boggling. Like, yeah, what yeah, are you doing? Even the, not even just the going for two for no reason, um, for out of nowhere. So there is a reason. Right, 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 right. That's, that's the point, guy missing shit. Of course, of course. But now he's but just doing it too much. He's just doing it like, I mean. Well, GP, like, yeah, yeah. It's not even, like, why even have a kicker now? And some of the decisions he made, not just I'm not just talking about two point version, but on third downs, is just like you need seven yards, you throwing it, you doing an out route for two yards. I mean, like some of the designs of his play. I mean, what, I don't I see. But how, how do you know those he, are his calls? No, no, he's approving them. Though. He's still a head coach, so right. I mean, he's got the. I know what you're saying. It right. doesn't even matter if the offensive coordinator. Right. He he, still, he goes down just like the right. losses. 
go down on the right. coaches to the cause go you know, down on the coaches. A lot of his decisions he makes, some of the onside kicks, some of the little things that you don't see, you know, when you're watching the game. It's just, it, my, it's my body. I don't know how he still has his job except for the fact that he got a ring because they need to move on from him, in my opinion. And once they get someone better, maybe, you know, maybe A.B.'s changes his mind and says, hey, let's, let's do this. Let's make one more run. Well, I'm going to support, I'm a support your, your, what you're saying, but I'm also going to you know, play devil's advocate. Right. Um, I love me some Mike Tomlin, man. Tough guy. Uh, there's no BSing with him. But like you said, the in-game decisions, horrible. And another thing I don't like is how he handled all these dudes during suspensions. You know, you just can't let one dude slide and then punish another dude. And that's why A.B. felt like that because he, he sat A.B. in that last game. You know that, right? Oh, of course, in a big game. So A.B. feel like you let these other cats get over and now you want to set the law straight with me. I'm not feeling that, dude. You know what I'm saying? And, and I understand... A.B. for feeling like that, even though I got, I blame a lot on him also because he's been acting like real diva-ish since, you know, he, his name been all around the league that he's the best receiver. You dig what I'm saying? Right. But I'm not going to go as far as saying I want to see Tomlin out of Pittsburgh. I think the guy earned another year over there. And then what you see, what he does with this year, wherever he takes these guys, and, and then you roll from there. If he has a bad year, send him packing. If he comes back and makes a run, like I'm going to use your word, makes a run at it, then you, you keep him. But um, we got to go to break, man. We got some bills to pay. Viewers, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Back. We right back to Al York Sports Show here with my panel, Magnificent Noah Parker holding it down. Salute to Tony Brown. I know you watching. Justin you, Will the Money Line guy, Eddie Brady. We're going to have you all next week. I know a lot of shit happened this week. Y'all be back next week. Noah, let's go right into it, man. I'm just going to say his name and you just run with it, man. Colin Kaepernick, man. Run with that. Talk to the peoples, man. Colin Kaepernick, he finally got what he was fighting for, really. Not just the money-wise, but he got his name out there. He, he, he made sure everybody know what I did wasn't just for, for, you know, the NFL really got over on me, and I'm getting, uh, and everybody's going to know that it wasn't They're just because of, of my skill deteriorating. Right. It was a long battle, but, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at his legacy, you're going to remember this part of it, that he got paid and, you know, people just shunned him. And it's sad to say that NFL's like that, but, hey, they really are. And uh, I'm sure he'll use the money he got to, you know, he's going to go to charities and take care of it because that's the way he is as a person. Talk to them. You got to tell them what he got. They don't know what he got. 60 to 80 million what they send the NFL gave him. 60 and, and, to 80 M's. And that's kind of, not, I don't want to say it's all the money he well, would have got. How it happened? It, it, it was a court settlement? It was, or the owners didn't want to go through the right. bullshit and, and they just paid The it. NFL knew that it was going to just keep getting worse and worse. And, and, and the problem so is... They, they cut the check. Right. The problem, the problem was that NFL thought this was all going to get swept under the rug eventually. Right. And it's not because, as you can still see from the Super Bowl we just watched two weeks ago, there, there's performers, rappers that didn't want to perform because of the whole situation. And this is just... And the Jack got a team, man. Right. He got people that are, are behind him in every sport, too, and, and LeBron James and, and people that, you know, they, they're not letting it die like they thought it was just going to be, you know, 
hey, here today, gone tomorrow, we stop talking about it. No, it's still it's still going, and the NFL started to realize that, you know what, now we're losing people that are performing in the Super Bowl, now we're losing supporters, now we're, the, the yeah, we got to cut the down. check, we got to cut the check. went down, and we know we're losing money this way, so we got to, you know, get our, you know, it's still the NFL, they're still the juggernaut at the end of the day, but they're trying to, you know, make it look like we're not the bad guy no more. So that, I mean, at the end of the day, Kaepernick got, Kaepernick got his, and the NFL got theirs. You know what was sad? was that I started seeing quarterbacks that he was way better oh. than. I mean, it, 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 was, it got, it got oh. real funny to me. Like, like really? Y'all going to make it this obvious? Yeah. Peterman? Nate Peterman, the first person that come to mind. Buffalo. Six picks and a half? Yeah, I mean. And Cap ain't got a job? It got, it got, it got too obvious, so. Extremely obvious. So they had to, you know, they had to pay the man and. You know, it worked out. And him and Reed also, Eric oh, Reed right. also got into that. Right. So now is it each or they split in that no, break? I don't know how that works with Reed, but it's, it's something like that. Yeah, because he joined it, right. the Kaepernick, you know, fight for that settlement. So Reed's definitely getting he's either half getting or a percentage. Pie, yeah. He's getting a piece of the pie, definitely. Now, but, but to the people that are confused, ain't Reed still in the league? He's still playing, right. So, because uh, he's not. He might have bought himself out of the not, league, right? Maybe, but he's not the face of all that. And remember, it's been years. It's been a good three, three, four years since when this all went started going down. Three years. So I mean, for a quarterback, you know, your time is not limited like a running back. But same time, he's going through what could have been his prime, Kaepernick. So you never know what he could step on the field and do still to this day. He was declining, though. Of course. Oh, it was not just that he was declining. People were reading his, people were watching tape. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop this guy. He runs to the right every time. All the time. And, and he know, throws that line yeah. drop pass where so, he can't throw them between the DBs. Everybody's going to get, you know, that, that's why nobody just wins every year because, except Tom Brady, seemed like. <coughs> but you watch tape and you know how to beat, especially a running quarterback, um, you know, a guy like that wasn't even that big coming out of college at a, at a university in Nevada. Yeah, so Nevada. It wasn't like he was some Seahawks had his up. number, though, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we all, we, we already yeah, know. Yeah, twelfth man had his number, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, salute to Colin Kaepernick with the sixty, eighty million. Uh, he's also trying to get in the other league. You was telling me? Yeah. Yeah, educate, educate they, them. Um, they listening, man. The league asked them, asked him and Tim Tebow, <laughs> y'all want to come on and play with us? Because you know the NFL don't want you no more, obviously. Tebow said, you know what? I'm just gonna stick to baseball because he's kind of Tebow. You know, Tebow said, I'm sticking with baseball. He's he's double A right now. I mean, that's not you know. It's not the major league, you know. It's not even triple. He's still doing the announcing on college right. basketball. Oh, he's, he's so Tebow well, gonna eat well regardless. Yeah, he's, he's gonna well eat regardless. He was. They just trying to get some big names into that league. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. Their whole thing. And Kaepernick said, I, "Y'all want me? I want twenty mil." And uh, I don't think that league even got that much right now to be giving players. So, you know, yeah, he commanded twenty mil just said, like that because of who he is. That's his stature. He know what he think he. Deserves. Where's Johnny Manziel when you need him? <laughs> I'm still looking for him. Johnny Football. The CFL. I haven't ever heard nothing. Thought they jumped him in that game. He, he shit at the bed, man. But I think he could do good in that loot in that new league. He might have an opportunity over there. Damn, Johnny. I. That was one of the biggest mistakes I made. I thought he was going to be a productive NFL quarterback. Yeah, I thought he would, too. But if you would have told me he was drinking he every beat weekend. He Alabama twice, so, I mean, how could you not think that? That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if you would have told me that he was drinking as much as of he course. was, I would have switched up my whole shit. And I'm not justifying. No. I fucked up on it. I thought he was going to have a great year and a great NFL career. And he just threw his shit out the window, man. But let's go to NCAA, man. Let's go to college basketball, man. Duke Blue Devils. When you hear that. First thing that comes to your mind. Heavy favorites to win it all. I mean, plus 140, I think they are right now, to win it all. I mean, 
in, in a league where there's so many teams in the country to be that big of a favorite, it's not just because they used to be a national darling team either with Coach K and here and there they've had championships. It's the talent they got that everybody knows they won and done. This is it. Reddish, I mean, Barrett, Zion, yeah. they leaving after this year. So they all on the one time. Trey Jones so staying, right? He might, yeah, Trey he Jones. might probably staying. But it kind of reminds you of the Kentucky teams. Uh, when they had, you know, the Anthony Davis team, everybody knew they was they was gone after this after one year. I like the point you're making. Right. So this, I is, think they desire to win. Right. Is that top of the peak because these guys know they out. Yep. That's my. Point. That's so, a great point. So there. that's why they, they, you know, it's hard to say they they uh, they not like everybody else. They head and shoulders above everybody else. And remember, in college basketball, I'll take one bad game in the tournament, and you out. We've seen it happen time after time. Buddy, that's even yeah, I'm about to go into that. I, mean, I was about to go into that right after you finished so, the game. So yeah, keep talking. It, it, could, it could happen where they just lay an egg in, in like, the Sweet 16. And, you know, that's, that's possible because at the end of the day, the game's played on the court, not on paper. We're all right. humans. We make errors. Everyone makes mistakes. No one's perfect with God. So I'm going to go and say this. I can see them winning it all, and I wouldn't bet against them, but I could also see them getting shocked by – you know, anybody, a Florida, a, a, right, a right, Virginia right. just locks them down one game. It could happen because, you know, they're not playing. They're still playing against um, good good ball players. So we'll see what happens. But right now, they're obvious favorites. Right. Let me bring up two points. Down 23 at Louisville. Louisville's not a Rick Pitino ran Louisville team, but they still very much good, especially in that building. I watched the whole game. They were down 23 with nine minutes left. They was one and done the whole game. They was not getting those second, third opportunities. Zion Williamson had four fouls. I had a money line on a three-team parlay, bro. I thought I was cooked. No, I'm being honest with you. And uh, Tony Brown, I kind of took that pick from Tony Brown and added Duke money line. By the way, slew to Tony Brown. My man, they came all the way back. They made one major adjustment, though. They switched to a man zone. Right, a man, a man uh, no, a man press. Right, and that just yo, it looked like Louisville didn't even yeah. want the ball. Another don't want it to ball. Didn't know what to do. I mean, they they didn't see that the whole game. They was playing regular defense coming back. When they went to that press, you know, a man press, which is already hard to do. It's like they didn't know how to break a press. And this is a team that was like you said, coached by Rick Pitino, and they used to press all day, every time. So now to not know, to not have the knowledge to. Break a press was beyond me. I couldn't believe they couldn't figure that, especially on your home court. No, and I never won Duke a game won that like game, this. but Louisville choked that game just as much as Duke. Yeah, won yeah, that yeah. Game. I agree. I never won a game in that magnitude. I, I, I might have lost plenty of games like right. that, but never won a game like. And now I know what it feels to right. win a game like that. I, you know, like New England in the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, I had you know, I, as a matter of fact, I had money in that game too, but I had Louisville plus the nine. So the last thing I wanted <laughs> to see at the end of the game was overtime there. Oh yeah, because then now my nine is going to you know get. Get a B two, but yeah, yeah. At the same time, I was watching this game, the game like there's no way they blow this lead. I mean, Yo, in college basketball to blow a lead like that, I mean, we're not we're not talking about the pros where there's timeouts. You bring the you take the ball for half court. You know, this is this is college ball where time's moving. You know, the double bonus. You know, to miss front end and front end of one and ones at the end of the day, that's a turnover. And you know, making those mistakes are huge and futile. They almost did again against Clemson yesterday. It's just they're a young team that don't yeah, yeah. out games, and that's what's going to happen. I heard Clemson missed the layup late. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen got, that. He got blocked. He stole oh, the ball. Okay, okay. I, I heard it was the opportunity there. But, but oh, yeah. That's yeah. sad. That's sad. But one thing I could say, and what I learned from Duke, was like what you said. That one and out, they want to win every game. They thirsty to win every game. 
And the big three showed me a lot because Cam Reddish came to play that night, bro. Sugar. Reddish was dropping it like it was hot. Sniper. Bro. I'm telling you. Barrett had kind of an off game, but if you look at the statistics, they were still up there. He still had like 20-something points, 10-something rebounds. And major, major props to Zion Williamson because he played with four fouls from the nine-minute mark. And you would think him having four fouls that he was playing not to get his fifth. Yo, Noah, when I tell you he was out there diving for balls, going for blocks, like he had like, he, he had like two fouls. I think, to lose at that point. I, I mean, think that was the key for that whole game, switching around, the way Zion played with four fouls. And let me make my other point. I love what you said about the tournament. That's why I love the tournament. If Duke was playing like the NBA, where they're playing two out of three, three out of five, four out of seven, nobody's beating the Duke Blue Devils. But what makes that tournament so great for everybody is one and out. That's it. I mean, they could, they could run into a team... I'm going to just use this team as an example. Florida Gold Coast. They could go nine for nine on threes in the first half. Duke could be hella cold. And just beat Duke on some Middle Tennessee beating Michigan State a few years ago. I mean, anything can happen. Norfolk State, Missouri. That's the only thing I'm worrying about Duke. But as far as real contenders that they know how to prepare and got enough video to prepare for them, I think they beat all those peoples. That's why they're their favorite. And I think they'd be on the – and Tennessee, I hate to say, I'm not going to say they're a fraud, but they – what I seen yesterday, the way Kentucky handled them, they got two guys that can really score the rock, and that's it. Kentucky laid it on them. And mind you, do kill Kentucky game one. I mean, I know there's many reasons because they didn't gel and all that, but you can say the same thing about Duke. They got three new players. Right. So what I'm saying is they beat them by like 30-some points – Kentucky beats Tennessee by, like, what was it, 20? I mean, I know you can't go by that, but Tennessee ain't got nothing for Duke, fam. But, like you said, all it takes is UMBC to beat Virginia. That's going to be the way to go out. The only way Duke loses in this tournament is one of them sleepers beating the Duke Blue And Duke's got a track record, too, of losing bad teams. Like, Lehigh beat him in the tournament a couple years ago as as a 15 seed. I mean, you you see it happen. Belmont. I mean, beat them in the tournament. You see these teams, Mercer, I mean, out of nowhere. Like, what? How is this team even getting close? But, man, this is a different Duke team. This ain't just a bunch of juniors and sophomores. And teams. These are freshmen. Let's see if they can just play it out and just, just uh, run the table. There's one team that I probably thought could beat Duke, but they beat them twice this year, the Virginia Cavaliers. They have a different style. That defense that, you know, that is how they offense. take away they take away everything that you do good. I mean, the home game at Duke, they only lost by two points. But then when they went to Virginia, I think Duke beat them by like 10 points. I'm not going to say Duke got their number, but they beat them two times this year. I don't think Virginia, if they meet up with them, they can beat them. But that's about the only team I give a chance to me that a team that's good. Because I don't see Gonzaga messing with Duke. They already beat them once, though, Gonzaga. This year? This year. Yeah, but I still In think Duke Hawaii got tournament. I, yeah, yeah, I think Duke would get them, though, bro. Yeah, have but you think Gazaka got the best chance since they no, beat they got, them already? They've got a good enough roster. That and that was win. early in the year, correct? That was, uh, in the Hawaii tournament. Okay, not to take none away from right. Duke, but like I that said. early in the year, right? They got right. And now, new guys. now, seeing them again, they'll have revenge on their mind because I remember what happened in Hawaii. Yeah. So it would be tough to beat them twice in a row um, on a neutral court, but you never know in college basketball. Like, Gonzaga ain't playing nobody. They're in the worst conference, West Coast. Yeah, so that's why they're there every year. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to say. You know, they can really make – it's hard to look at that roster like, man, that's a good team, but they ain't playing nobody. So 
their best uh, their best team that win this year was against Duke, but they also lost to Tennessee uh, Gonzaga in an, on a, on a in a tournament game. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's a long season, and there'll be there'll be 68 teams in that tournament. So you know, you never know who's going to win. At the end of the day, you see you see 13 seeds in the Final Four now. So give give your predictions right now if you have to. If I had to give a Final Four, yeah, uh, Final Four. I want to say I want to say uh, Tennessee will still be in it because they got athletes that can that, that get there, and um, uh, it's hard to throw Michigan in there. I throw the Cavaliers in there still. So Virginia could still make it. Yeah. I mean, they last year they I mean, they, they normally they get bumped by by like sixteen, sweet sixteen stuff like last that. Last year they were the number one seed and got knocked out in the first round of the wow. sixteen seed. So they, I mean, Tony Bennett wants to make a you know an impression, and I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Michigan State <laughs> because. Spartans. They, 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 have, they have a good enough team. And Izzo's been there many times, and he hasn't been there in the last two, three years. So I know he wants to get him back on the map. And um, big, the Big Ten is, uh, is is deep this year. Right, so, right. I mean, Michigan kind of fell off, and Kansas kind of fell off. Getting with I like Kansas though. They got a bunch of young cats. Too many injuries. I know, but the young cats. But, but they're not gonna make noise no. in the in the tournament. That's they will make noise in the regular year, like they've been doing, just like K State. But right. these are teams like I don't think Kansas has enough to make noise in the tor- in attorney. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we'll and who's your sleeper? Give me a sleeper real quick. Let the people get a sleeper. Uh, I was going to sleep Michigan State because give me yeah. something a little deeper than that because people know Izzo always finds a way to get a W. Izzo's one of the best coaches in college. Sorry. Give me a sleeper. I'm a real good sleeper here. They're playing today too. St. John's. They got athletes that nobody know about. And then they got Redmond? boy. They got the boy Shamari Pons, the <laughs> NBA player. Probably next year you're gonna be there. He got they got they got buckets. They play Villanova today. Villanova's playing well, but um, I think if you if you if you're in a book right now, take the plus four with uh, St. John's. That's that's a good play in my opinion. They're just a team that's grimy. They're they're in there just doing work down low in the post. They got shooters. I mean, Chris Mullen's still a young coach, but he's who's they go to guy? Shamari Pons. Okay, they got to go to yeah, guy. Lefty. I mean, he's a killer. He's out there. He's just murking cats. He's he's you know he's got. He's got the NBA type talent that uh, you need, and he's not just a freshman. I think he's a junior this year. So, um, you know, it's just are they are they experienced enough? Are they old enough? You know, that's the problem. And Chris Mullen hasn't really been there yet as a coach. But I don't want to say it's a you know a little bit of a pick of you know because I'm from New York and you know St. John. But I've been watching this team and they playing well. So that's my sleep. Right, right. That can, make, that can make some noise in this one. Yeah, that's right. That's what's called sleep. Okay, so we done with the college basketball. Y'all heard it. You know what I mean? We put it out there. Now I'm going to go a little MLB. Two guys still haven't got picked up. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Not fan favorites, by the way. Yeah, a lot of people's always saying one's the diva and one's the bitch ass. Y'all decide which is which. I called a long time ago. I'd like to see Bryce go to Frisco. Frisco needs something over there, man. I mean, after they, they went three out of six winning World Series, I mean, they just been rock bottom. Man. It's like no matter who goes over there, Longoria, McCutcheon, they just can't get it right. I don't like the feel for um, Bryce Harper, but I would love to pick up from them. Like, I think if, if you put Bryce Harper in the best field that he can go to the hit, I would say maybe, maybe the Phillies and the Yankees. But, right yeah, but the teams that, that really need him and need a star like him to pick them up, I think would be the Giants. I want your take on that. 
It would replace Hunter, Hunter Pence. Who's been a, you know, he's been there for <laughs> years. Pence. I can't believe he's still over there, bro. And I think he's done. I think he's out of there this year. But if you, if you say, hey, Harper, you coming in, Hunter, you don't have to go. I'm sure Giant fans will not have a problem with that at all. Right. He definitely would fit there. And they haven't had a slugger like that since Barry Bonds, a guy that can just hit the ball into the water every time he's at the plate. So at the same time, does Harper want to say, I'm going into a an organization that's rebuilding. That's the problem. I mean, obviously they got Bumgarner stuff. I think Cueto's gone now, but and they got uh, Samarja. But at the same time, it's like the bullpen's trash. They don't really have any other pieces. Yeah, their bullpen is trash. I mean, you got Longoria over there. They don't really have any any offense. I mean, Crawford's yeah. a good shortstop. I love they have, Crawford. They I love their sec- they second baseman's all right. So you know he could be the power surge to get everybody going. I mean, but at the same time, it's like how much more rope do you give Bruce Bochy before you hang himself? I mean, he he obviously had him three great years. He had a good run. But it might be time for him to just say, hey, I'm my time's over. I can't do it with this team anymore. Because besides Buster Posey, in that lineup, it's hard to say, hey. I man, like Posey besides, Crawford. Besides him. And I think Logoria, I think Logoria would hit this year. Because, yeah. you know, but you got to understand, he made that year. transfer to National League, American National. That's not easy, man. Of course. That is I mean, not easy. A, a lot pitcher of it is, too, but though. not for a hitter. He's got a lot of years, you know, too, though. He's... He's he's in the twilight of his career. Yeah, yeah, opinion. but he's still got a lot to offer to the game. Longoria still got a lot to offer to the game. Remember, he came in real young, so he probably what, he got like 10, 11 years in the league. And At least. He's probably like, what, in his early 30s? So, he, you know, he's got a lot to offer. But I didn't like what he brought to the game last year. I just didn't like the way he hustled. I didn't like the way he went at it. It almost like he was just like just going with the flow, like. And, and he, he didn't play like, like that with yeah. the race. I think he knew I'm going from a spot where it was my team. To where now I'm like behind Buster yeah, Posey, like I'm not Buster you know, Posey's team, right? I'm not the main guy people are coming here to see, right? So right, right. Maybe he was just a little timid in that in that way. Maybe he kind of has a breakout year this year, but until they get that bullpen fixed and get a couple more starters that you can rely on besides Bumgarner, got a lot of holes, right? You got a lot of work. I mean, I think you almost got to trade Bumgarner and get some pieces. Almost, but if you say if you say you want to do that and then you you tell that to Bryce, it's like why would I want to go to where y'all know y'all rebuild? Right, right, so that's right. That's why you can't right. do that, in my opinion. So we'll see what they do, but I mean, obviously having Bryce Harper would be huge in the lineup, having him bat third, Posey bat fourth. Oh I mean, man, it'd be great to look at on paper and see. You know, Don't go in that mix, and if oh. he start to hit again, so I, mean, I love Crawford down in the lineup. I love me some right. Crawford down in the lineup. I mean, I think Crawford is very underrated, man. He is. He I love him some Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're gonna go to the same question, Manny Machado. Um, great young player, always puts up stats. Numbers, yeah. And I just don't like how he. A lot of times he didn't run it out the first. That's a turn off for me. He's got a little bit Robinson Cano in him, and I don't like that. I mean, you, you got to ball out on every play. And there was a time, even Bryce was nonchalant, but these are guys that normally would hustle down the first in the early part of their career. But you know how it is. Once they start saying your name a few times, you kind of forget what got that, you there. That's true, but also the fact that they teams were just lacking. So, you, I mean, you, after a while, you just start to be like, oh, my God, man, this so I see Manny do that with the Dodgers. It. Right, yeah, he did. He did. Now, I understand with Oreos. They lost 100 games, 100 games plus. Bro, I started to think but that you was, don't do that with the Dodgers, I, I was though, thinking bro. maybe that a Dominican thing. Or, I, I know it's not because I see these guys hustle all the time. But I think Machado, uh, he just has his, his, his spots where he becomes like a Randy Moss a little bit to, to compare him to a guy that, that takes plays off. So it's a little bit of diva. At the same time, it's a little bit of laziness. But, I mean, Would you like either of them in New York? With the Yankees? I like Machado in New York because uh, 
Didi, I mean, he's a great shortstop. You think we need but, him? No, we don't. Obviously, we don't need him because we have so many. We have so many uh, infielders right now. I mean, ball, Andujar. We, we have no room for Bryce. I don't, I don't think that works. But it works for the Yankees <laughs> if they take Andujar and put him at first base. It works. Right. And say, all right, we're gonna learn how to play first. We need your bat in the lineup. You play first, Machado. You play third. You play sh- uh, short. You got Miguel. Uh, you got and, uh, Torres playing second. I mean, that's a great infield. I mean, all around. But does Andahar want to play first, and does he even know how to play first? Because he don't know how to play third. I, mean, I don't know. That's just too much. Then you got to get you got get you got to get rid of the young boy at first base, Boyd, Boyd, and and you got Greg Bird. You got yeah, you know, I'm, I'm done, Bird. Yeah, I'm salute to Espo. Espo loves some Greg Bird, he, man. Salute to Espo. He, yeah, man. He can get Bird can hit the uh, the, the, the the B train on the way. I, I'm done with him. I'm seeing him make enough mistakes in clutch positions. So, okay. for me. It's going to take uh, some work, a lot of money, to pay Machado, but I would like to see him strike. We'll see what happens. Cause right, right. We got to go to break, but before we go to break, I'd rather see Harper than Machado only because, and I know my boy Brian Forb, he's like, ah, shut the hell up. He hates Bryce Harper. He calls him a diva, too. He got him with Tom Brady as the biggest divas. But I, I, I cannot, I looked at Harper's in that Yankee lineup, batting third. Did you know how beautiful that oh, look, little right him, field porch? Judge him, Stanton. Yeah. Oh, it would be, this wouldn't even be fair. Dog, Stanton, Judge, Harper, Andujar, Glayball. Wouldn't be fair. My man. We're going to go to break, man. Salute to the Mets fans that are hating. Brave Brinks, Ralphie Munoz, Felix Guzman. Uh... What's my boy's name? I got to say this before I get up there. Adolf Hitler, man. Adolf, man. Yankee Nation all the way. We going on break. We got some bills to pay. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Here we go. It's the last session already, bro. Time flies. You out here having fun. I'm well, you having fun, right? Salute to CWN Sports, Holly Hot Wheels, LES, Vegas, my wife, and everybody else I didn't mention. Salute to Noah's son. How about that? He got a cute little beanhead little son. God bless that little bit. Yo, he, I think he's going to play basketball. Oh, he definitely going to. You know, he definitely gonna be out there on the court, and I'm, I'm gonna be coaching him as well, telling him. Oh not, man, not to be making them low IQ moves. So I'll make sure. You oh man, I want to see a basketball when he's running around and out. No, Just throw a basketball by him. It'll happen. All right, brother. All right, we're going to that last session. I call this out of the box. Uh, you know how I do, man. I try to switch it up, man. That's what I try to do, man. I mean, if it works or not, at least I try. We're gonna go to the one of the two of the two of the best defensive backs in football ever. I'm going to give you two names, and I want you to choose who you rather have on your team during a prime. So we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Troy Palomalu, and then we got the Baltimore Ravens, Ed Reed. Give me Ed Reed all day. Leader. They look at I mean, I mean, him. Tell them why. I mean, Reed was just, uh, he was just. Make move, make plays where you didn't see it happening. Like he was just there. Like yo, I'm. You didn't even know I was gonna be on the side of the field. Even when, you know, 
Paul was all over the field, of course. He was, you know, that, that dude, he made plays every game. But Ed Reed, I mean, championship caliber. I mean, two rings. I mean, he got one he, ring. One, one, he got I one thought ring. he had two. Okay. The, the last yeah, I got to correct you. He had the last one? No, no. I when thought it, he had two. He, okay, got, he got one, one ring. Because that's, that's, that's kind of like it was messing with what side I was going on. Right, so you, two would have made it easy for right. me, but one is like okay, Palomalu has two. Yeah, that's right. So I guess that's tough. And it was rivals, too. They they, they both knew. Same division. It's that's tough. It's tough, but I got to go with Reed because he just made bigger plays, in my opinion, to me. In plays I had money on, maybe, I guess. But <laughs> but he was always there. I mean, he had that leadership. Hall of Famer. Both of them. Yeah, Hall of Famers. I mean, but go and give me just one. I got to go with Ed. Okay, let me give you some statistics real quick. I already got who I want, but I'm going to give you statistics. Troy Palomalu, 12 years, 158 games, 32 career interceptions, 398 yards off those interceptions, three touchdowns. Eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champ, Four-time All-Pro. Uh, one thing I like about Palomalu, he was great in making tackles for loss of yardage. I mean, he kind of knew when the signal, the signal calling. Because if you notice, remember them times he jumped over the whole oh, yeah. offensive line and tackled the quarterback? That was amazing. And another thing that Troy Palomalu did that was super amazing, he forced 14 fumbles in his career. I mean, I don't even think nobody's close to that from, from, from the era that he played. And uh, he had 581 solo tackles. Now, let me go to Ed Reed real quick. 13-year career, 174 games. He played 16, like a year more than Palomalu. So his numbers are going to be just a little better. But his interception numbers is way better. He got he's 64. Yeah, he's more of a yeah, 64 interceptions for 1,590 yards, seven touchdowns, nine-time pro bowler, one-time Super Bowl champ, Five-time All-Pro, and he had two interceptions of 100-plus yards. I love me some Ed Reed, man. That's what I'm going with. I love Ed Reed. I got to pick Ed Reed, though it's tough for me because I love to watch Palomalu. When you watch both of them play, Palomalu, to me, stood out more during the game. Maybe because that long hair, crazy shit, but... He was always all, I mean, he's a ball hawk too. I just think Ed Reed had better hands for the interception, and he capitalized more on that. Man, that will be my decision. Make, that will be why I picked Ed Reed over Troy Palomalu. Because of that right there. Ed Reed was overshadowed, though, too, because people thought the Ravens were just a great defense. In always. general, yeah. So they, and they were. So, they were. Right. So they Ed were. Reed didn't get as much credit because they were a good defense, but... A lot of it was from him, Ray, you know, Ray Lewis, of course. But I mean, he he didn't get enough credit for how good he was, <laughs> and he wasn't as good as a tackler as Paul Malone, in my opinion. But he, I mean, he made the plays, bats, you know, batting the ball down, just being there, being at the right time. And I gotta go with Ed. Physical aspect, I'm taking Paul Malone. Right. If I, I could have broken down like that, I agree. And you know, interceptions, fumble recoveries, I give to Ed Reed. So this shot out the box. Now we are gonna go to. Uh, my boy said he got a trivia question for me. I'm real curious. I probably won't get it right. But I got a couple for him, too. So, yeah, man, tell the people the trivia question. And, and y'all can answer it right there on the live. Just whatever y'all think of it. Just don't Google this shit. Don't Google it. Keep it 100, man. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm I'm go with it. They were talking about. Luke Make Paul. sure you got the answer. Uh, of course. I know. Because by the time you gave me a trivia, that wasn't even the answer. You had me going crazy, and it wasn't no, I, even the answer. I, I, I know the answer already. <laughs> there was. 
they're, they're talking about in the news right now, Luke Walton, is he going to keep his job or, or not in L.A.? And now they're saying he's going to stay, but, you know, the Lakers, they don't know what he's going to do. So they're talking about, you know, guys that can replace him. Right. What coach can replace him? You know, the names getting thrown out there, Brian Shaw, Mark Jackson. And the, but the number one name that's been saying that he'll probably take over, and he's actually the betting favorite, is Jason Kidd. So Jason, I don't Kidd, like that fit. That's that's what they. That's, he's he couldn't even run that Milwaukee team. Right. Now the coach but is doing so he great. Was, he was a coach of the year. I mean, he's done in a couple. He he has that kind of uh. Where the, I mean, if he's got LeBron, I'm sure he'll do all right. I mean, I mean, he's not going to mess that up because yeah, you got to play a coach. Is, yeah, you so, got to play a coach. So, so my question is, we all know Jason Kidd will play the cow. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm sure yeah, I know he played the cow. Yeah. So there's two professional athletes that were his teammates when he played at Cal. Can you name them? They still playing? No, they ain't Remember, Jason Kidd. No, what? I'm not even going to break my brain on that, man. That's just two too professional much. athletes that yeah. played. And now, what, what they what, significant ball players in the NBA? That's that's what the trick question is. Now, when I said professional athletes, you thought automatically <laughs> NBA. So played as his teammates when he played. I at got Cal. it. Probably they playing baseball or um, football. But you know what? I'm going to surrender. I don't have enough strength to dig in for that. All right, right now. Lamar Murray played in the NBA, had a good career. Okay, I remember. Uh-huh. And the other one people don't ever get because they don't they think NBA automatically too. Tony Gonzalez. Oh, okay, okay. Tight. Yeah, he played ball. He was but good. He, he did play he with the Cowboys. So people don't ever remember that. That's the part where part of the trivia question that nobody ever gets. Yeah, I would have never got that one. Automatically NBA. You don't even think right, right. That, you know that these like tight. A lot of tight ends in the NFL today played college ball. And, right, you know, you just don't remember it because you think football all the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. TG, man. I love TG, man. Yeah. Hall of Famer, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That better get him in. Okay, now let me shoot you one. I'm going to shoot you an easy one first, and I'm going to hit you with a hard one. Who was the only person to win a Super Bowl as a player, as an assistant, and as a head coach? One player. Yeah, he won as a player, as an assistant, and as a head coach. And this is supposed to be the easy one? Yeah. Uh, I want to say that the coach that – this is Dick Vermeil. That's a good one. Because I know he, it's not him. No, nah, that's a good one. You want the answer? Not Dan Reeves. He never – no, I'm going to have to say – I'm going to have to surrender to it, too, because I would have said Vermeil. I am Mike Dicta. Oh, did go, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Assistant. <laughs> yes, he put in every level yeah. that guy. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll give you an easy one. You know, that was the hard one. Okay. All right. I feel better now. Yeah, I'll, say, I'll, I'll convert it to the hard one. Rapper Eminem mentions which NFL head coach in his 1999 track, Just Don't Give a Fuck. What head coach he mentioned in that track? You should know this, because this is right down your alley. I mean, I ain't from Detroit, though, so I didn't really, I didn't really mess with Eminem too much. I wasn't from the three, what was it, 313? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Bill Cowher, because I don't, I don't really, Right, right. I don't really mess well, I don't even know who was coaching the Lions back then. I mean, you, you don't remember one of his songs, he said his name real, like, bugged out. That's why it drew my attention. I, I said I didn't really listen to Eminem. I thought he was okay. He was MC this and that, but like I said, I'm not even from New York. I'm from Detroit, so I didn't really mess with Eminem. Even when he came out, it wasn't to me. It wasn't. Like, I just thought he was going to be a flash in the pan because he's right, a white right. boy. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. So I didn't give him the respect that he probably deserved. Now, gotcha. when I look back, I mean, I, I don't even. Have, I don't have any of his albums, his records, nothing. 
but I respect his music and what he did for the for the for the hip hop culture and all that. But yeah, I can't, M- I can't M- give you M- nice. I can't give you a, a can't give me an answer. I mean, I wouldn't even have. I mean, I wouldn't even have him in my top twenty as lyricist. I mean, I know he's great. I know, but this verse I heard a lot, like everywhere lounges. It was it a single that came out. It was one of his singles. Was no, it was, it was a just don't give a fuck right. joint. So I mean, that wasn't a single that was out playing on the radio. That's probably why I don't. Like I, I guess I didn't have none of his albums. Right, 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 right. I mean, if this was Rock Kim, you were telling me, I'd be, I'd walk off the, the, right now. Right, 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 right. But since it's Eminem, I'm gonna give myself an alibi because I ain't from the three one three Midwest, <laughs> so I can't give you a solid answer. On oh that. man, nigga, you why you working around this shit? Just tell me yes or no. No, I don't know. It. Okay, okay. Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marty right. and the Chiefs? Yeah, the Chiefs. He, he screamed his name out. Uh, Eminem. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you guys for viewing the Al York Sports Show. Uh, We're going to continue to bring y'all that raw truth. Two New Yorkers right here. Next week, we'll have a full panel. This week, I can't even start to tell you what happened, but we still came through. We still did y'all. We still lit it up, and ain't no excuses when it comes to us, man. We're going we gonna to give y'all the raw truth, man. Salute to everybody, man. I thank all of y'all for viewing and showing love. Thank you. We'll be back next week, 11 or 12, either or, but we're shooting for 11. Thank y'all for showing up, guys.